Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. America under siege. America under siege. That is what we're talking about today, folks. To start out, let me just show you a little snippet. And I am looking at Fox News right now because they are the arsonists. They are the arsonists that begin it, began it all via their master the Republican Party, and Donald Trump. This is what happens. Make no mistake. Check this out. Kevin McCarthy, Bill Hemmer, we're live on the air. Sir, where are yeah. you? What do you see around you? What do you want us to understand? Uh, first of all, this is so un-American. I condemn any of this violence that's happening in the Capitol right now. I could not be sadder or more disappointed with the way our country looks at this very moment. People are getting hurt. Anyone involved in this, if you're hearing me, hearing very loud and clear, this is not the American way. This is not protected by the First Amendment. This must stop now. As a nation, we've got to come together. This is so unacceptable, um, what I see happening at this very moment. We can disagree, but we do not take it to this level. We do not do what is happening right now. There are reports that protesters inside the Capitol are clashing with the police. Have you seen that? Have you heard that? Uh, I've watched it. Um, I cannot thank the Capitol Police enough for the job that they are having to do right now. These are people inside a U.S. Capitol. There, there are things that are happening that I probably shouldn't say right now, but this is unacceptable. We can have differences of opinion. You, people can protest, but you do not do what is happening right now. People are being hurt. People, people are being, people, people are being hurt. There's been shots. There's been yes, fine. people are being hurt. But how did it start? What did the president say today? What was Fox News talking about last night? What were they telling their people last night? I watched it last night. They were telling their people that they were being. Take that, that somehow the rest of us are crazy. Somehow the rest of us took something that was theirs. Somehow the rest of us are bringing in a new system of government. They were, they were laying down the gasoline and Donald Trump laid through the match out today. They were, but you know, let me tell you, this was planned. I had people all over the internet telling me for quite some time, Wait till the 6th. Wait till what you see we have ready for the 6th. These thugs under the direction of your president, they were preparing. And, you can, and the funny thing about it is the executive controls the spies. The executives control the entire places and governments. So a lot of these people couldn't, even though they are career officials, they couldn't come out and say, this is what's happening. But this is what's happening. Look at what's going on in your capital. That is inside of your capital, folks. That is inside of, not your, our capital. That is inside of our capital. You know what else? This is Nancy Pelosi's office. A thug, a Trump thug is in Nancy Pelosi's office. But I expected this. I expected to see 
a thug in chief unleash his thugs. Remember, proud boys stand back. Remember that? He told you what he was doing. That's the one thing about this guy. He always tells you what he's going to do. The question is, do we ever believe him? And we, you know, when he's going to do bad things, we should believe what he said he's going to do. I mean, check this out now. We have people, this, this is America. Check people out, climbing up the walls. Let, let, let me go ahead and get that, that image. That's been ongoing for some time is you've gotten the reports from Chad and what's going on on the inside. People have breached and gotten on in there. And there are people everywhere around here. The mayor of D.C. wants people off the streets by 6 p.m., which is a short while from now. Awful lot of people to be getting off the street in just that matter of time. People are climbing up the climbing up the Capitol with ropes. Wow. MAGA, you guys are great. You guys are you guys are terrorists, but you know, it, a lot of people said, well, why wasn't something done about this before? Honestly speaking, I think inside of government, a lot of folks who know what's, what was going to go on, they wanted this to happen. I wanted this to happen because I wanted, you know, you have to take the scab off of a sore so you can see the, the infection, so that you can see the cancer because that is what we're looking at, the infectious cancer of whom again? Donald Trump and his minions. Donald Trump and his minions, the infectious cancer. So here is the deal, folks. America, we go out of the world and says ex- we are exceptional. Now, I'm looking at my text right now. I'm getting texts from people in Dutch, Dutch in, in, in Holland. Egberto, what is happening in the United States of America? You are under assault. There is a coup occurring. Well, a lot of people in the, in the rest of the world don't understand that in America, a coup doesn't work like a coup would work in, the, in Panama or Venezuela or other places. We are just too decentralized for all this stuff to, to be really coup-like and the way the military works and the way, we are, the way we organize our military and we move them around and all that kind of stuff. We are set up as an anti-coup country. I never said this before, as we've been talking about coups and all of that. I want everybody to relax, first of all. I want everybody in America to relax. This is thuggery. This is a, this is a coup attempt that doesn't understand how America works. Okay, this is just thuggery. This is just showing who our current president is, a mob boss. That's what it is. But as far as the country falling apart, don't worry about that. The country will be strong. The country will continue. We just had an interim government that was simply a thug-driven government. And once you understand that, you can see we can move on now. Now, a lot of the 74 million people, the second highest vote gotten by by any president in the United States, 74 million people. Are they all bad? No. Did they expect this? No. I tell you what's good about this, and I, I, I tell, told a few people already why I don't mind this happening. Because of those 74 million people, the good ones, the ones who cannot believe this would have ever been what America looks like, they realize now that they associated themselves with a thug, a thug that drove people from 
the, the capital, uh, fr from the capital malls and told them, go to the capital now. Go to the capital now. And then what did they do when they got to the capital? The thuggery began. Many of these people never saw this in their life. Check this out. That way, uh, some, some members, top Republicans, are talking about what more the president could do to try to, to stop this. Mick Mulvaney, uh, the previous White House chief of staff, said the president's tweet is not enough. He can stop this now and needs to do, do exactly that. Tell these folks to go home. We spend yeah, a lot tell, of time deconstructing the news. Tell these folks to go home. Tell these folks to go home. You know, you're rowdy. You know, Donald Trump is not a very smart person. He, he lacks intellect. He lacks anything that makes him some sort of a real president. And what he doesn't understand is sometimes you can unleash something you can't pull back. So while these thugs that are out there in Washington, D.C., eventually it'll all peter out because they have to eat sometime. They got to go to the bathroom sometime. It'll peter out. There are not enough MAGA crazies to go to Washington, D.C. and just chill permanently, right? So it'll peter out. The kicker is, however, that what they have done, uh, yesterday I put a tweet out on my, on my, on my Facebook page, and I want, to, I want to pull it up so that I get it right, uh, because it had to do with Asif, and I'm not going to stay with this rat for a while. We have a lot of other stuff to talk about, but I needed to go ahead and, and, and bring this up to start the show. But we're going to talk about Asaf, we're going to talk about uh, Warnock, etc., etc. But on my, uh, on my Facebook page, I wrote after those two won, I said on the page, it went... Donald Trump and his sedition caucus will culminate the GOP's destruction today. Thank you, Georgia, for enabling a restoration. Donald Trump and his sedition caucus will culminate the GOP's destruction today. Thank you, Georgia, for enabling a restoration. If you take a look at what the Republicans are doing now, they are all now disassociating themselves with these folks. Fox News disassociating themselves with these folks because, oh my God, they understand what is starting to happen. They understand what is starting to happen. Folks, it is in our hands going forward. It is in our hands going forward. The end of Trumpism by this act is closer than it would have otherwise been because they show exactly what and who they are. They are the terrorists that we've been speaking about in this country for some time. And I doubt that many of those who voted for Donald Trump really voted for the support of terrorism which is what exactly we're talking about. Uh, let me go ahead and bring on uh, my, my good friend here, El Señor. Hello, are you there? Hello? How are you doing? I am doing. Who's this? That's, that's Daniel. I got you. Hey, Daniel. Oh, you didn't sound like there Daniel. How are you doing, Daniel? This is Daniel. This I'm is, doing. This is a president of... Uh, Hey, I just lost my, my, my Houston. 
Come on, help me out here. Help me out. I just lost my train of thought. It's the president. It's okay. It's okay. It's a wild day. It's a, it's president of indivisible, indivisible Houston, like Houston. One nation, indivisible. I, absolutely. And, hey, uh, Daniel, I want to hear your thought. You're you're a millennial. I want to hear what's going through your head as you watch what's happening on Capitol Hill right now. Well, you know, it, it, the visual is a little shocking, but conceptually, nothing about it is because. There have been plenty of people who have talked about how this was going to happen and how we're in different uh, stages. And if you zoom out from this, that we're going to get a lot of perspective on the period that we're in today, uh, way down the road after this. That um, that that some of the some of our our history is unfolding before our eyes. You know, to to use a cliche, but it wasn't something that we were all surprised about. You know, um, Jared. Jared Yates Sexton has been talking for years about how this is a frenzied group that would eventually attempt to do vi- political violence on uh, the name of a cult-like objective, and that's exactly what we've seen. And it's you know if if, if this is if this is a storm they're talking about, I guess that's what it looks like. Uh, I think that the tide is going to pull back in because I I just am under the impression that. A country with a larger military than all the other world's countries put together is eventually not going to put up with this if uh, if they want to keep their heads from going onto a pike. Um, and that's the situation. <laughs> hey, as repeat we that. See it. I love so, that. Repeat that again. Repeat that again, buddy. The, the I mean, they, they the, the people in the capital don't want to see their heads put on a pike, and they, you know, so they they'll they will, you know, this is a country with a, a military that's larger than all the other world's militaries put together. And if they want to continue to hold that power, then they'll they'll act. There will be a backlash against this. Well, the, the other thing um, that we have to know, take into is- account, Daniel, is that business runs this country. And business, eventually, when they figure out that this is going to affect their bottom line, they are going to want to have very, very little to do with this. Oh, yeah. No, the, the business class wants something to do with this. And they do, you know, they do their violence through calm systemic measures but they don't they don't want to see this because this is this is uh right in people's faces it under it, it directly undermines a lot of, of what they've been pushing for years not that they've ever had a consistent ideology but it's it gets very very difficult for them to be throwing around antifa problems when i mean it's it's all kind of come home to roost right here in dc i um i feel you know my i talked to my mom uh shout out to mama cohen and uh, hey, I Mama feel Cohen, how you doing? like <laughs> I feel feel that she brought up a very good point, and I think it's worth everybody maybe reflecting on, which is congressional staffers are not very old, and they certainly are not prepared for situations like these. That's not what they get trained for. They're trained to answer phones. Um, they're trained to do basic constituent service work, and it's a real shame that right now that armed people are breaking windows and breaking into offices while all of these 20-somethings are huddled on the floor in offices. And I thought she made a really good point, and I just wanted to repeat that uh, to people out there to really think about what's going on and, and uh, how violent this really is and how nasty it, it, it really is um, and, and what this militia is really doing, but you know, threatening people's lives. You know what is sort of worse, Daniel? It's all based on a lie. And you, you, know, you know the stance I take about really reaching out to people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Unfortunately, these guys are so misinformed, many of them. I mean, some of them are just your straight-out thugs. I understand that. But the, the mass of people that are out there, they really think they've been aggrieved. 
They do. They think that uh, they think that they've been victimized, and they can wear whatever hat uh, their their cult leader basically needs them to wear at any given time. A lot of these folks. So you know, they, these are. I guarantee you, there's plenty of people there who have you know blue live stripes on the back of their car, and now you know the DC police has big shield up, and they're fighting with them. I mean, it's it's they will pick up whatever ideology they want to at a given time. Uh, they're not nuanced. They're not thoughtful. They're just being led around. It's it's a, the ultimate irony that anybody that would do this would call you a sheeple. Because look at this. Look at these sheep. I mean, look at these violent sheep that would just jump at the nearest opportunity for political violence because they've been told a narrative um, that takes. I mean, it takes over their entire reality. Um, I'd like to, you know, bless you, brother, because I, I'd like to. Uh, to think that if we could just have conversations, we could bring people back into the fold. But I'll say this out loud. Like if there's people watching your feed right now, if there's people in the comments, I see some of the people that say things about how this has been, you know, normalized by uh, So I mean, nobody did this, but, but Trump and the roots of Trump. Right. And that was far right, uh, you know, t uh, technicians, just architects that created this movement. Some of which was created years before Trump, but certainly during the Trump era, uh, they they got you fooled, friends, and there's I, I'm afraid that there's nothing that we can do to bring you back around. But fortunately for you, we do not uh, pick up weapons and go and storm places. That's that's your side that does that, um, and it's a shame. And I wish you'd tell them to stop. Well, you I know think, what is interesting? Really important that that we have we have some people that are always on this program that are that they they think they're right wingers, right? Because they live in a particular bubble. Um, my my thing is, uh, you know, some people want me to kick them off, and what I tell them pretty much is, look, I am not really talking to them. I am letting them expose themselves to some people who have a little bit of affinity towards them so that those people would listen to me. It's not specifically to the sycophants per se, but the others. And, you know, it's interesting. My daughter just wrote an interesting piece. She said the U.S. would invade the U.S. because of the tyranny of the U.S. on the U.S. <laughs> I just thought that was – that is fantastic. The U.S. would invade the U.S. because of the tyranny of the U.S. on the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. There's bread lines here. I thought we were supposed to coo ourselves over that. Um, it's yeah, it's very uh, we're we're in a I, I'm wondering from your perspective, right? You're you're an independent uh, agent of the news. I'm going to turn the tables here and ask you, what do you think people should be doing? You know, what what do you think? That people should do in the face of, I mean, even if this goes like the this this event itself wraps up, let's say in a day or two, even right. I have I or, already or I already told people what to do, and this is what I think everybody should do. Those of us that are honest, those of us that are civil, those of us that are moral, those of us that really really love America, we should do nothing. We should stay home. We should just let them run around and do whatever the hell they want to do. We understand that they are trying to incite violence just randomly in D.C. with the expectation that there would be some sort of an uprise that would occur. So what I try to tell people, stay mm. out of their way. Let them run around like, like chickens looking for something to do. Have a few people with cameras around. If, I, if, if it weren't for this COVID thing, and I, I knew this was going to happen, okay, I would have probably taken a flight to, to, uh, to Washington and sort of inconspicuously be out there taping. But what I'm telling all of us to do is do nothing. Let them do their thing. Protect the capital. Protect the, the, the institutions of government. 
But as far as the masses are concerned, don't do any counter-protest. We don't need to. In fact, after yesterday, where we took over the entire federal government, we have nothing to worry about. We let that burn out. And then as we take power in 20, on, on January 20, the prosecutions begin. And we lock them all up like they like to talk about. Lock them up. We lock them all up. But it's done through the legal process, not through the mob. So what I'm telling people out there in D.C. where this is occurring, folks, stay home. Do nothing. Continue, my brother Daniel. Well, I, I think that's a fair, immediate uh, call. I think that, that activists and advocates should be getting out and, and talking just as they have in the past about what's really happening and doing the good you know, work that you do and making sure that people are hearing it. Uh, I think that that's positive. I think that there there is a very real conversation in this country about where we are and making sure that you are secure in your own place in general. Um, you know, we've seen this today. We know that this is that there's going to be uh, other other groups that survive past the 20th, no matter what. Absolutely. Uh, so I think that that's a conversation that really needs to be had everywhere. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in the government of the state of Texas. Um, you know, in terms of, of, of acts like this. Uh, and I don't have, and so I, I think that there's a lot out there to analyze. Georgia was good news. The contrast between winning an election and seeing people attempt to store it in the Capitol to stop an electoral college vote count could not have been written, I don't think. No. Uh, I, I, I think that, but it also goes to tell you that you can't vote away all of these issues. You, you you just you just can't do it. It was an excellent win. It was good that it happened. Uh, it definitely stopped the bleeding. We got the spouse of the guy uh, of of the uh, head of the New York Stock Exchange out of the Senate, uh, so she can no longer you know profit Rig, off of yes. our our body and blood. But uh, but at the same time, we've you know I I I don't know that John Ossoff has a good plan for the mob that's outside the Capitol at the moment uh, any better than you do in terms of just you know, waiting now. There's no plan, um, though. That's the thing. There's no, you can't, you don't plan for this. What you do is, you, or rather, I'm sorry, you, you plan that something like this can happen and you're prepared with the law and order portion that you have to do for this. But what you can't do is, uh, you know, again, this is, there's a lot of mind control when you have a Newsmax OANN and, a, and now a scared Fox. Fox, I've been watching Fox uh, solid today. From the beginning of the day, I've been watching Fox. And Fox sounds like a channel, just like how McCarthy, uh, McCarthy and all of them sound in the Capitol now. What have we unleashed? That is how they're starting to what sound. What have we done? What have we done? That's it. That you, you may very well be – You may, look, you, you may very well be right that, uh, that that's like the, the next thing that happens and there's – there's nothing on the back end, um, and I and I hope that you're right. Uh, I just think it's extremely important for them to officially declare that this is a coup, and things have to come from that. Right. You know, if if this were a force that came from somewhere, you know, the outside of U.S. borders, this would have been treated differently. Frankly, if that had been the Houston Police Department in the streets instead of the D.C. Police Department, based on past behavior and performance and whatever you want to call it, it would have been treated differently. It's very strange uh, that people can can get into to the building. I don't think I, I I'm not suggesting that there's anything afoot, except for the fact that they shouldn't have been able to. 
Um, Actually, so you, you just hit I the na- you know you just hit the nail on the head. But again, remember this: during the Obama administration, Obama administration said that the biggest threat to this country was the white supremacist movement. They they came out and they said that they took a whole lot of flack for it. And what happens then is if you t- if if you deny that that was the reality then when it really jumps on you, you're not prepared for it. So they weren't prepared that these people would actually do what they did. Are you serious? Would they really break windows in the Capitol? Will they? I don't know if you saw the beginning of the program where I'm showing you that from Fox News that these guys have ropes. They're, they're, they're scaling the walls like they're going to war. Well, right. They're using the painter, uh, you know, the 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 window paint or the window washing uh uh stands and stuff like that to to scale the building forgive me if you're in the trades uh i haven't been on one before but i think you know we can recognize them but they're using those to try to that's the thing though is the most sophisticated army in the world isn't going to have problems with somebody up on a you know the side of a window on you know with a pulley it's just not i mean i i don't know i mean the only question now is you know, what, how does this ripple and how does this echo in the culture that has been created by the last four years and all the things that led up to it? And I think that's going to be, it's going to be a much longer conversation. Some very clear discussion points. I'm glad that you brought up the fact that, that Barack Obama uh, pointed to white supremacist violence being the biggest threat. Mike McCall shut down a report uh, in yes. Congress over white supremacist violence um, around that time, and he was just reelected. You look at the dangerous behavior of people who are still all over American government and have outsized power, um, and there's there's still just there's a lot there are a lot of levers that are very rickety, and I think that we're we're seeing kind of what what that can lead to. This was the culmination. This is the apparent. I, I thought the guy you know pe- people saw the election as the climax of the of that presidency or maybe the tear gassing or something like that, but you know the the climax of his presidency is him inside. Uh, feigning that he actually wants them to go home. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know what? It's so funny. I think, place. believe it or not, though, I think this is a good thing. Let me see. Norman just says, don't you think the elasticity to allow a mob entry to the Capitol seems, while not replying with the same force of the Lafayette Square, seems permissive? Of course it is permissive, and of course they wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. We have to understand there's a difference in the way the left is treated and the way the right is treated. I mean, and the way it's not only treated but reported, they are all done differently. And the reason why is this country, business people, right? Business, look, the, the left actually has morals, right? When I, I'm not, I, I want to I lay people down. The left fight for morals. Think about that. Think about the things that the left fight for. Childcare and all of that, and they go protest because somebody's affecting bad people. The right goes ahead and fight for power. I mean, look at what they're saying they're fighting for. They don't know what they're fighting for. They're fighting because Trump well, got stolen. Go ahead. But you, uh, you, you wanted to say something, Daniel. Ooh. No, it's the same. You're right. It's the same stuff. It's, um, you know, the, the Tea Party was a prototype for this. But when you look at what it really turns into, like what they say it is at first and then what it really turns into, it's just a mess of, of – uh, conspiracy and white supremacism. And the reason I, that, that's all we're seeing outside of the, the White House. And the reason it has to be conspiracy is that how do you convince middle class and poor people to support policies that screw them? You can't do it 
in a true in in reality you have to create a false reality so that they're fighting for something that doesn't really exist and that is what i use my program for daniel in other words i and that is that's the reach out that i make to people we have to stop fighting for a, a fighting on fallacies and start fighting on reality and that is where we, we, we need to head, brother. Anything else you want to head to before I get to some other things that I need to talk about, my brother? No, just good to talk to you. Um, everybody stay safe out there. Uh, if you're looking to organize, please do look at ways to disrupt the systems that lead to the things you're seeing on your television because there's no time like the present to recommit to organizing. And if you have questions about how you can do that effectively, hit me up. You can reach out at indivisiblehouston.org or hit us on social media. Love you, brother. Good to talk to you. Hold on a second. Let me give you a good listen, folks. You've been listening to the president of Indivisible Houston, Daniel Cohen. Again, this is IndivisibleHouston.org. Look, all of us that are doing good work right now, we need your support. So please go to IndivisibleHouston.org and help these guys do what they do. Daniel is out there in the streets all of the times, trying to make life better for us all. Daniel, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. Pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, brother. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. Anyway, folks, this is our capital. That is Nancy Pelosi's office. This is These are guns drawn in the capital trying to defend folks from going into the capital. This is what fascism looked like. But like I tell folks out there, you have nothing to fear. Do not fear. Do nothing. Stay home. Let these people... Asaf was just declared the winner officially now, folks. Asaf was just declared the winner officially. So the government will be entirely in democratic hands on the 20th. The government will be in the hands of adults on the 20th. And there, thereafter, we begin the restoration of America. Like I said in my post earlier, brothers and sisters, this is important. And it goes as follows. It goes as follows. And I'm pulling it up as we speak. I'm pulling it up as, as we speak. Donald Trump and his sedition caucus will culminate the GOP's destruction today. And you are looking at the GOP's destruction as we speak. Thank you, Georgia, for enabling a restoration and allowing us to have adults running our country going forward. We could not have done it without you, Georgia. We could not have done it without you. And what I want to do is show you how all of this, orchestrated by this guy. Listen to this. It is clear that President Trump is a failure. It is clear that... He has been horrendous for his party. This reporter says it best. I want you to listen to this, and then let's take it on the other side. Consider that the, the position the president leaves his party in right now, Steph. When he came in 2017, they had 241 Republicans in the House. Now it's 211. They had 52 Republican senators. Now it's 50. So they've lost the House. They've lost the Senate, it appears, with John Ossoff likely to win. And the president lost the White House as well. Nonetheless, he's going to go out there, egg on his supporters, try to keep this vice grip on a lot of his party. But you sort of you notice that conflict, that contrast, the president who many people believe 
his antics in the course of the last several weeks may have cost them these races in Georgia, is now calling on members of his own party to sort of marinate in these outlandish conspiracy theories that, that he won this thing, which we know is not true, even after it may in many ways be responsible for the position Republicans find themselves in right now. In other words, this president has lost it all for his party. And the question is, why do they still so fear him? Because of being primaried? Well, maybe that should occur because if more of the what we many would call the crazies get elected and lose, it'll be a quicker time for them to return to their sanity. We must remember what Lindsey Graham, one of the presidents, uh, in initially one of the people that best characterized the president as who he was or who he was, and then became one of his largest enablers, one of his largest sycophants. L let's see what he had to say then. It's amazing, but uh, I think the conclusion by uh, Michael Steele says it best. In the spirit of there's always a tweet for that, I want to post up something that <laughs> Lindsey Graham tweeted back in 2016 when he wrote, if we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed and we will deserve it. Of course, he was talking about the 2016 presidential election. But can you talk about how far the party has come from that and where it goes from here? Well, it was pressing, and, and it was truthful then, and it was and it's truthful now. It is evident by uh, the wreckage and ruin that uh, are at the feet of the Republican leadership. Uh, they are soon out of power. Today will be the day, in my view, if if this goes forward as as planned, uh, where senators, Republican senators, I don't care if it's thirteen or just one stands up to and objects to the duly uh, confirmed uh, election of uh, Joe Biden, uh, it will be sealing the Republican Party inside the tomb that Donald Trump has created for them. Sealing the Republican Party in the tomb that Donald Trump built for them. That is what has occurred with the election of Warnock and Asaf. Donald Trump has completed the trifecta. In other words, he has lost it all for his party. Now it is up to the Democrats and progressives to produce for Americans, to produce for America, to ensure that they don't follow the same people who were happy to see Donald Trump destroy the country for personal gain. They must reconstruct the, the country for the masses. That is where we need to be going forward. Absolutely. Now, I want to address something that Melissa Noble says. Melissa says both parties are cons. And you know what? Both establishments are cons. Both establishments are cons. Uh, please, if, if you listen to my, 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 my uh, rants about the left rail and the right rail... The, the, the Republican establishment protects the right rail. The Democratic establishment protects the left rail. They are funded by the same business people. That's not what we're talking about here. The left side of the Republican Party, the progressive wing of the Republic of the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, there is where the real that is where the reality of the people lie. And what happens is in a duopoly, you have to reside in some party. Those people who think, I'll become the Green Party, I'll become this party, and I'll become... I've always told them, you show me the path. 
Show me the path where I can govern through a new party and I am there with you. I am there with a true progressive party. If you can show me a path, I'm yet to see it. And as such, the goal is that progressives must take over a party. And the only logical party to take over as a progressive is the Democratic Party, of which Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilan Omar, uh, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Our Lady from Massachusetts, uh, um, Ayanna Presley, uh, the new guy from Brooklyn, uh, can't remember his name, Tory, uh, Cory Bush. We have a new group of progressives that are starting to populate the party. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes consistency. It takes support. It means that we all have to support the structures that support the part, the portion of the parties that will make a real change for people. And unless we do that, and by the way, now that I'm saying that, uh, you're not going to see MSNBC and all these big guys doing the necessary support for the real grassroots, but that's why you have the politics done right. That is why you have the, uh, the, 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 the shows like, uh, I forget, well, you know, I don't know what was happening to my mind today. Uh, a TYT, that's why you have Majority Report. That's why you have all these different shows, programs that are trying to do that. They're reaching the other people that are going to truly make us that progressive nation that we need to be. So I always tell you, you support groups like ours, I ask you so kindly, click on that join button, become a member, start helping us get this message out, make sure that we can do what we need to do. Click the join button and you can also go ahead and support us through our various different methods. Today there was just so much to talk about that I didn't really want to get into our, you know, the part where I ask you for this, but just go out there and get, you know, get, get my book as well, folks, get my book as well, because that is how we are going to actually get stuff done, talking to people, because we, we can't only talk to the choir, we got to talk to everybody, okay, we got to talk to everybody, anyhow, so look, let me go ahead and go through some of these messages, because I know uh, I, I missed most of them as I was talking to Daniel, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Let me scroll down. I'm going to start from the bottom and, and go up just because, just because. Uh, Robert Reed says, Cedric is going to be spending two to four years pandering to conservatives. Cedric, Cedric, I'm not sure who that is. Okay, Berto, what is your opinion of Schumer? Schumer is a business-loving uh, majority leader, but again, we can, we, can, we can actually force him to do certain things. We're not going to force it immediately. We are going to need completely new leadership in the long run. But he is a leadership right now. And not only is he the leadership, he knows how to pull the levers of power in, uh, in D.C. We have to get coattails, people who learn that as well, so that we don't make the silly mistakes when we take over. Uh, Breach says, politics done right. You are just a bit overwhelmed is all. <laughs> I think you're right. Thank hey, thank you for making an excuse for me, Breach. I really appreciate you making that excuse for me. Uh let's see. Eric Hayes says, What is your opinion of Schumer? Oh, it's Eric Hayes who asked me my opinion of Schumer. Yeah. Uh Schumer is not progressive. Uh it's not a, a progressive, okay? If, if if that's your question. Schumer is not a progressive, but he is a Democrat, and we get progressive policies through Democrats. Okay. Melissa says, Egberto, I still say that 
I said I was getting a text by a millennial and quoted him. Oh, okay, I got you. Sorry about that, uh, Melissa. I'm sorry for misquoting you. I didn't quite get the part where you said you got the text from the millennials. Okay, so I, I hope I corrected that in, in time. Michael Redden says, AJ has a follow-up after the show. Asaf claims victory in Georgia. Yes, he does. And he was just called for victory by Fox News, actually declared him the victor. Okay, let's see. Melissa says, or that's not Melissa. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. What else I have to go here? Uh, Trump just did a video tweet asking people to go home. He said, yeah, we won, but we need to, uh, to be law and order. Ha, this after insight. They all incite violence, and then after they incite violence, they, they run and they tuck their tail between their legs as if, oh, we didn't, we didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, yeah, that is exactly what happens. Look, today's show was supposed to have um, uh, uh, Greg Palast on. I, I have a tape for Greg Palast. We'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to put it up for those who are, are, are members of um, Politics Done Right, the PDR Posse, by clicking join. You'll be able to see the video as soon as I get off here. I'm going to go post it for all our members uh, who want to see it early. You know, he's in Atlanta right now. He's saying that he's, he's watching the vote to make sure that there's no hanky-panky that occurs in Georgia because he was concerned that Asaf wasn't going to get past the 0.5 for the recount, and he said the shenanigans happens in the recount. But it seems like with 40, it's actually 49.3 versus, uh, or rather 50.3 versus 49.7, so he cleared the threshold of the 0.5%. So it looks like there will be no there will be no recount on either side of the on either one. Okay, let's see scaffold guys. Monty Python <laughs> flashbacks. Okay, let me salute everybody that's in the show today which I haven't done yet. Gar Novik, welcome aboard. AVQ, welcome aboard. Ashley, Wucheria, mi hija. Felicidades. Muchas gracias por estar aquí. Uh, Bridge MCP, welcome. Giselda Aguilar Wallace, creo que eres Panamania, welcome aboard. Uh, Thomas Salisbury, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, Patricia Belgasano, welcome aboard. Jeff Cox, Rosalinda Perez, Joby Stairs, Nancy Lloyd Van Whitback, welcome aboard. Uh, para ver, para ver quién más está aquí. Deborah John, welcome aboard. Deborah says, Egberto, Trump, Mitch Moscow, his children. <laughs> Repunkekealians. That's a different... De Why do you spell things so that it's so difficult for me to say Deborah John? Love you, girl. Anyway, Valerie Ann, welcome aboard. Alison Covington will be. Welcome aboard. Tank 28, welcome aboard. Okay, Lisette Bernal Cruz, welcome aboard. Paulette Stencil, welcome aboard. Jeff Cox, welcome aboard. Uh, who else is here? Paulette Stencil, welcome aboard. Michael Rutnin, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, The Duck That Quacks, I still love that name Marianne Cordroy, welcome aboard uh, Let's see, who else is here that I'm missing Vicky ASP Bremer, welcome aboard uh, Let's see, who else is here Man, I got to marry already Lee Grant, welcome aboard Lee says, the left has normalized political violence This is just chickens coming home to roost This violence wasn't against anybody but our government And no, again, Brother Grant Please, Brother Grant, don't live in the fallacies of the right-wing media. Please don't. You are a very smart man. I know that. Christine Reed, welcome aboard. Uh, Neil Smith, welcome aboard. Even though you 
really cussed us out with a whole lot of profanities, but welcome aboard anyway. John Washington, welcome aboard. Uh, Norman Reynolds, hey everyone, this is going exactly what uh, where Mitch McConnell implied earlier. There is a clear and present danger to a democracy. The double standard shown for what it is. Exactly right. A huge double standard. Uh, let's see who else is here that I missed. Coming down, wow, it's a lot of people today, man. A lot of people today, a lot of people today. I'm cranking down, guys. I'm cranking down. AVQ, I got you. Justine Matthew, welcome aboard. It says, replying to Cox, Neil Smith, you're... Oh, I won't repeat. I won't. I don't call names out. I try not to. Robert Reed, I think you're from either Atlanta or London. I don't remember which Robert this one is. Okay, uh, coming down, coming down, coming down. Melissa Noble, if you had taken a flight to D.C., you would have gotten COVID. The airlines are... My friend quit as flight attendant for that reason. Our beloved Juan Flores. Oh, no. Uh, from uh, Jazz Latino? I've got to text him. Uh, folks, Juan Flores is one of our, one of our hosts at KPFT 90.1 FM. And he is my good friend. I didn't know he was in the hospital with COVID. I got to check him out after the show. John Washington, welcome aboard. Uh, Mike Vansvers, welcome aboard. Oh, that one hits. That one hits. He's one of our good brothers at KPFT. He runs Jazz Latino. Perfect, perfect show. Always do does very well. Uh, the, Melissa, uh, give, send me some more information, Melissa. How long, when, or whatever. I just spoke to, to Huang last week, so give me some more info. Uh, Trent Beebe, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, the, uh, Daniel Lado. Daniel says, the capital is being assaulted by BLM and Tifa who have infiltrated the protests. That's a joke, and you know it. All right, continuing. Uh, Norman says, don't you think, well, I, I read that already, Norman. Uh, let's see, who else is here? Oh, man, I am so sad to hear about, that one is hitting me, folks. Uh, that one is hitting me a little bit. Blair Halfley, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here. Wow. Marianne Kelby, welcome aboard. Wow. Uh, let's see. Don Ahern, welcome aboard. Bill Fleming, welcome aboard. Daniel J. Cohen, who was on with us, welcome aboard. Robert Reed. Eric Hayes, thank you for being here. Eric is one of my conservative brothers. Good guy. Um, let's see who else is here. Oh, wow. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, uh Okay, Melissa, Sue, Sue Burchard Yosawa, welcome aboard. And um, anyhow, look, guys, thank you all for being here. Um, you guys, love you all. Uh, Ayan Mohammed Abdiharan, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, Eric, you don't have anything to worry about, Eric. I promise you that you will do very well under being governed by adults. I promise you that. Uh, let's see. Bridge MCP says, Egberto Willis, can you read that again about your friend? Uh, are, are you talking about which, which one, uh, M, uh, MCP? I don't know which one you're talking about. Kathy Courtney, welcome aboard, Kathy. Kathy says, they're going to use pepper spray and rubber bullets, or is that only for black protesters? You know, I love my white allies. I love my white allies. Uh, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you know, uh, Kathy's a... Kathy is a whippersnapper, I tell you. You go ahead. You go, girl. You go, girl. You know, thank you for having everybody's back, girlfriend. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, okay. Tomorrow we're going to have... Tomorrow we're going to have um, Greg Palace. He's going to talk about what's going on in, um, Atla in, in the old whole state of Georgia. I'm a little bit frazzled for two things, guys. Uh, I'm frazzled because I just find out my good friend has COVID and is in the hospital. I don't know what state he is in. Uh, if you're still here, uh, please let me know what's going on, uh, Kathy. Either Kathy or um, Melissa Noble. Please let me know what's going on with our buddy. I don't. I. I hadn't heard. Nobody reported that to me. I need to hear about our brother. Okay. Anyhow, I have some more videos, but it's too late to do any more videos today. Anybody wants to call in, you can give us a call and let me put it on the screen because I, I don't want to put any more of what I have for the show right now. Oh God. Uh, go ahead and give me a call at three four six if you want to three four six. 248-7799. Again, that is 346-248-7799. Uh, the code is 254-600-9091. And I have that on the screen right now. I have that on the screen right now. Folks, please support us. Click the join button. It's very inexpensive to make sure that we can stay here on air. You can support us also by getting my book. My book is at, at uh, the Amazon link that I just placed for all of you that are looking all over. If you want to, uh, if you want to forego going through the third party, you can go ahead and go through us. Juan Flores has been in ICU, but it's communicable. So DM or text him. Okay, I will DM him. Oh, my God, he's in the ICU. Okay, I will definitely DM him after the show. Uh, you can get our book, and I'll, I'll go ahead and autograph the book if you buy it directly from our store, which is at politicsdoneright.com slash store, politicsdoneright.com slash store. Please, you can also support us by becoming a Patreon. We love to have, we need to have more Patreons. That is at politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can support us via PayPal, either one-time uh, support or Whichever one, monthly, however you want to do it, that is politicsandright.com slash PayPal. All right, I'm going to go into my monologue. Just my monologue. These are serious times, very serious times. And a lot of people are going to see what they see on TV and they're going to get scared. I'm from Central America originally. I'm from Panama. Uh, this, is, this is common practice in what America has always looked down on as third, country, third, uh, third world countries, banana republics. I came from what many like to call a banana republic, Panama. I can't tell you the last time that I saw our presidential palace, which would be or our, our state of government, attacked the way it was attacked here in America. America as an exceptional country has completely lost that sense of exceptionalism to its own people, to us. You see, America, while patting itself on the back for decades as being exceptional, has been considered to the rest of the world a place where you can come and be free, make some money, but not exceptional because it has always had its sins that it's been working through. Not a bad thing. Every country has the sins that it's been working through. 
But when you stop working on your sins, when you start to redevelop them as what has been done with the Republican Party, and notice I didn't say Donald Trump. I said what has been done with the Republican Party. You see, because all, all of us share the same ills, right? We all do. We all share the same ills. On the left side, we like to give the impression that we want to do something about these ills. And on the face of it, we do. We create policies that make lives better for people. We, we, we cover, we put a facade on our own prejudices. That's what we do. We at least make the attempt. On the right, it is one direction only. A direction of some that are instinctively superior. And in doing so, making it known that we just will never give power to anyone else. There's a difference. There is a distinct difference. And all Donald Trump did is came into power and became a catalyst for what the right has always been. A catalyst makes a reaction more profound. A catalyst makes a reaction more productive. I remember when I was making my first rocket, I learned what the word catalyst was. And I went and I got permanganese dioxide, got some sugar, got sawdust, and got a few other things, realizing sugar has a lot of oxygen in it. I can actually use sugar as a fuel for a rocket. But I needed a catalyst to make it really, really work. So I got the permanganese dioxide and I threw that into the sugar. And I threw that into the, uh, the, the, the sawdust uh, as, we, as I built my own solid fuel rocket. Not realizing what I was building with that power out of a can that I thought would have just given it the inkling to go up. Was a bomb that went up for a short while and then just exploded. And I had my posse back in Panama. We went to the back of the clubhouse. And we put that permanganese dioxide, sugar, and all of that, put it up. We put the tape around the thing, and we put that stuff in the rocket. And that thing took off, and we ran like hell. And the mark, when I went back to Panama, after being over here for several years, I went to that same manhole and saw the burn on that manhole that was done by my rocket. That catharization, that, that, that scar was still there. America still has its scar. America still has its scar. We've been trying to get rid of that scar for decades. And we've been getting there. But getting rid of that scar does something. You see, I've been preaching to you guys for a long time that capitalism is the new slavery. And that's, it was just a more efficient form of slavery. And many of you, what the hell are you talking about, Egberto? How the hell do you move from here to capitalism, Egberto? It's all tied in together. You see, the reason we have to have a whole bunch of misinformed Americans is so that the informed Americans have something else to fight. So if we are fighting all these misinformed, all these ill-informed, 
we cannot be fighting that which is screwing us all. One of the reasons I always said to my brothers and sisters, Trumpists or otherwise, that I'm leaving none of them, that I'm staying in the game, and that every single one of them, Trumpists, left-wing, right-wing, anarchists, proud boys, anybody, I am going to be working with because I understand that all of these folks are the ones being screwed by that very minute 0.1% who has the 1% protecting them, who has the 2% protecting those, and who has the 10% as managers who are living happy enough, who control the media, who controls everything else to keep us at each other's throats. Those guys out there, if I could go out there right now, there wasn't any COVID, I wouldn't go out there and try to fight these guys. The first thing I would do is try to get a couple that I could talk to and say, hey, give me a hug. Say that's stupid? No, it's not. What I'm talking about, people, is this. You have to understand what's going on in this country. Capitalism is a self-defeating prophecy. It cannot stand. It's a mathematically unsustainable thing. And the only way it can be sustained is on a lie. On a lie that somehow all boats get lifted. The math does not work. But you don't learn that in business school. You don't learn that for you to survive, something else has to die. You don't get that. You don't really instantiate that within your inner being. When you instantiate the reality of for you to succeed, somebody else has to die. And I'm not talking physical death here. When you realize that this isn't something that is a zero-sum game, something that says we can all grow together, because we can. There is enough capital in this world for all the billions of inhabitants of this world to have a decent life. But that's not what we want. And as folks got more intelligent and realized that, as they realized that I am working for somebody else, when Jeff Bezos made $160 billion, Jeff Bezos didn't make a penny of that. Somebody else made it, and he just collected rent. He was making money off of you. And the only way that sort of, that sort of system can remain where you are continuously taken from is if we take your eyes off the ball. I have to get you to hate him and her so that you don't hate the few that are screwing you. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. You know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.